Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm really uncomfortable when Crispin Glover's on the screen. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. You remind me of a guy in high school. Only he's a real doofus. Go out with us once or twice, see how it is, and decide if you still want it. Because if you do, that's it. It's blood. Don't break it. Wow. Say, is that a real gun? Bang, I'm dead now. Fuck. Cue the theme song. Ever been out west, Tommy? Ever heard a coyote? They make this sound like woo, woo, woo. Coyote bitch gets in heat. First thing she does, she takes care of the males. Then she heads toward town. All the neighborhood dogs, they smell her. They go crazy. They follow her. She lures them out onto the desert. She get a dog out there, alone. All the other coyote come along. They circle around. They kill that dog. Eat it. Tommy, if you were to go up in front of that grand jury, what would you say? Nothing. Dare. Liar! Alright. Why would you look at a 1986 movie called At Close Range? That's the question. Well, Good you know, question. you might look at it if I said it has Sean Penn, Christopher Walken, Mary Stuart Masterson, Crispin Glover, uh, Chris Penn, uh, their mother, Eileen Ryan, Kiefer Sutherland, some other faces you would no doubt recognize in here, um, including what's his name? David uh, Strathern, um, who played uh, mm-hmm. the uh, guy in sneakers and a bunch of other stuff. He's awesome. And shit, I really like him. Uh, and another guy, too, who plays one of the crew who I know he's been like a bad guy in other movies. He's kind of quiet in this and has some weird I'll murder this guy, but not this guy vibes going on. So Which guy, the guy with the long hair, the guy, no, from the, the, guy crow? Who, the guy who does the lake drowning, the guy with the hat. Oh, what's his name? I don't fucking know. But that lake drowning is horrible. Could we talk about that for a second? You want to jump let's, right? Yeah, ways. let's talk about yeah. that. One hand. One hand. That guy was super. Drunk I yield guy. back my time. Please continue, John. We'll talk no, about it. The time is yeah, right. Yeah, that was not. That was. I agree, though. The guy gave up have, in five seconds when his head was underwater. He must have taken the biggest breath and then gave up. I yeah. I mentioned the same thing. Uh, yeah, it was definitely odd. Wow! Wow! He was smo- oh. he was smoking with the other hand. That's how casually he was drowning someone by holding the top of their head. As yeah. if that person could only move uh, up or down, but they couldn't move was, sideways you in any way. You couldn't drown a kindergarten kid with one he hand. He was high. You he, drown was, a he was cat. on something. You so he was on an unknown drug. Drunk cat that way. <laughs> you think yeah, drugs? He, he was on an on, he was on an unknown drug and was pretty sauced. So I can see why he would be easier to subdue and eventually drown. Um, but yeah, probably still some like water, cold water coming up your body and then realizing you're being drowned as he obviously did when he kicks out and he's like, a new, he was holding the top of his head like a basketball. You can't control someone under the water like that and hold them in place. They can, was he drinking or smoking? They can't, they gave him a pill and they gave him some booze, but if he was like awake, he could move sideways, and if you have your hand on the top of his head, you're never going to he hold him. He's going to get there. away. Yeah, no, it's... Well, he, he also walked out there, end. too. Which so their was timing the dude, is perfect. Was the dude smoking or drinking? I think he was drinking a beer, wasn't he? He was drinking a Mickey, and they gave him a pill, and they told no, him... They no, no, sorry, the guy, the guy was guy doing drowning. the drowning. The guy the drowning him. He was like, had one hand holding his head he down. Was, was he smoking a cigarette. Or dr- yeah, he was lighting a okay, cigarette. Okay, whatever. He looks like the kind of guy who'd be mad if that guy's thrashing made him like ruin his drink or his cigarette. He'd be like, oh, God damn it. Now I'm really going to kill you. Yeah. With both hands Um, this time. With both hands. So, wow, we jumped jumped right into crazy part of this movie. Sorry, it popped into my head there. The scene where Sean Penn decides that I draw my morality line at killing people who snitch. Uh, all the robbing and other things that I did and threatening people, making people think I might shoot them. That's all cool with me, but the actual murdering stuff I am not down for. Um, that's why it's yeah. a pivotal scene in this movie at close range, which follows the Whitewoods. Uh, Brad Jr. is 
a teen with let's say a few redeeming qualities other than a, a very uh constant sneer at women which some women find attractive apparently because mary stewart uh masterson is super into this guy who just stares and mumbles um so he like just kind of hangs out and does a little drugs here and there a little bit of speed maybe he likes to give speed to girls and then leave that he like, here shows you go. up bye That's he, the kind what's of guy your name is. you want some pills or something okay <laughs> I'll, I'll meet you here day after tomorrow she's like what what did i just no, fucking take no, you're leaving Penn, the worst thing was sean penn when he gave her the pills he had a lot of them too he had like 20 or 30 and then he holds them out and they're, they're like what is it and he's like I don't even know. And then he like yeah. took some and then they're like, Oh, yeah. well then we should have some too. I'm like, yeah. what? These are, these are not good decisions. And I, they're I probably just I, echinacea. I guess high school students would take so, something. They don't know a prescription medication. A ton of adults would too. Let, the, so this Especially was set, Dolty in, this was set in 78. So I had to keep trying to think about, like the culture at the time, it's always hard for me to get like think back to when before we had cell phones, right? And everything was like so convenient. How can I get in touch with you? Just like even before like social media, cell phones, the thing that we could carry on us that allowed us to keep numbers fairly well. But I think back in that day, it was either give me your number on paper or I'll find your name yeah, in the phone book and yeah. call your firm. I wanna, um, anyway, I wanna... uh, that that kept coming up for me as I was um, watching this movie. The the uh, 1978 time frame that that were being set in yeah um, i watched a, i watched a movie last night where they they had to write a note on the person's thing on the door and leave it on their door and then so that the person when when they got home they could like see the note and call them but they would have to be home for them to call them <laughs> so if they're at home they ain't talking so yeah, yeah things have changed like you can't get away with that shit anymore um, so here's what I wanted to start our conversation. We'll do a synopsis of this movie in a little bit, but the love story is an excellent um, thing to talk about because this movie takes a long time for the inciting incident to happen, which I think is when he meets his dad, which is about 17 minutes into the movie. There's some other stuff that happens before then, but um, it's it's a lot of character development. So by the time we meet Chris Walken, and he's like kind of meets Terry, but they are like they seem in love immediately, or they seem like into each other immediately. And even though they spend just brief brief moments of time, and they don't necessarily do anything with each other to show them growing or maturing in a relationship, other than saying they want to live together. So if this movie is about star-crossed lovers. that's like that that doesn't hit super hard for me because we don't develop their relationship enough for me to really care about them or think of them as anything more than just kind of petulant kids trying to get out of town um and then the other major thing is this seems like a crime family movie but it also doesn't so this movie for me like i I think it kind of lost its way with where it needed to put the emphasis in order for this to hit like maybe they wanted it to and instead, for me, it kind of felt like it was like, do I don't even know where I want to be spending this time because it's not with the lovebirds. And it's so tragic what happens to them. You'd think they would have given you more to really like tie you to her other than maybe her, you know, her outburst scene, which makes her seem really foolish to do and say like, he's better than all of you in front of a bunch of fucking stone cold gangsters and talking so stupidly with criminals. I would call the so, tone of this movie uh, Goodfellas Footloose. I would call it... <laughs> the tone of this an after school special that is shitty and then when he rapes his he rapes his son's girlfriend i don't know what that is like then it becomes seven or something like what that when they started getting her drunk that really messed me up because i was that like they're gonna, a horrible scene they're gonna i'm like they're gonna rape her and There's the nothing. rest of it seemed very kind of teen, like like a, it did feel like an after school special movie, kind of. Yeah. So that whole stuff, like obviously they were looking to really show like how evil people can be. Um, but for this movie, we already know we're gonna hate Walken because he kills his own son and everybody else, which makes you like hate him and ends up killing. Did you do the synopsis? 
No, I mean, okay, so snap that in real quick. It's sure, really sure. hard to fucking do it, but go so ahead. Sean Penn, the young man, he's kind of like I'm aimless, and I have a younger brother, and our dad <laughs> ain't around because our mom bang banged, and then and is now single mom, and he's out of here, but he drops off money, and I'm like, who's this handsome guy with the mustache? She talks kind of funny, kid. Wow. So he goes to find out more about his dad, wants to go live with his dad, starts to experience what his dad is into, which is obviously some, he's got a gang, his dad. Uh, and the uh, gangsters, would you call these guys gangsters or just a, a, a gang? No, gangsters. At this I level, they're, they're organized crime. They're, they're, I yeah, guess he they're did have like a crime. warehouse of nefarious shit with like oh, forklifts yeah. and shit. So, okay. So he's a straight These guys up, are like the heat gang. Essentially, just like the fucking hell or high water version. Yeah, yeah they do scores. They, yeah, they, they, do they do scores. They scores. take down things. That's how they They survive. take tractors. Yeah. They take tractors. Uh, <laughs> they and that's how tractors. Sean Penn gets <laughs> yeah. his little crew together. They start lifting tractors. And of course, when you're dealing with things crime related, uh, things go bad. People get killed. And uh, Brad Sr. turns out to be a filthy piece of shit. More than we even knew, and we knew he was a filthy piece of shit. Everyone seems to know there's darkness to him, but no, no one, no one tells Sean Penn uh, about him. The mother actually is like, "Oh, you met him, hey? Oh, he was such a grand man when he approached me. It was all nice." And then she just walks away instead of saying, "He's a fucking filthy animal. Like he's a he's a criminal. He's killed people. I know he has. Don't be around him." No, he was so sweet to me. Go be with him, young man. Figure your life out. So I, I don't know. That that's this, kind of this movie uh, to a T. And and you you pointed out actually like one of the the big problems when when they abuse his uh, girlfriend that like he's in prison keeping his mouth shut keeping yeah. his word right yeah yeah and then Walken antagonizes him into fucking turning on him and pleading against him. <sighs> See, so like, there's no. Why, why would Walken be like the mastermind in some ways, and then just absolutely mongoloid stupid in that moment? Um, and I, I jumped way ahead there. Sorry, but the just no. talking about that rape scene really bugged me. I mean, the rape scene really bugged me. It was fucking really graphic and horrible, especially considering that she is sixteen. Yeah. Um, and Sean Penn is definitely. <laughs> what do we think? He eighteen at the time. Yeah, like eighteen. The way yeah, this was definitely said, yeah. the mo- way this movie was rolling. It kind of just felt like it was like f- faux gangster and faux like danger, but then that scene becomes real. That's the only scene I feel like where where I feel like I, I agree with Brent. It doesn't make any sense that he he would do this to his son who wasn't talking. Why would he like... And the only secondly, thing that they do to, to rationalize that, sorry, Colin, is that nope. a short a short second before that happens, a few scenes before, Walken says something to the like of um, who knows what he could be saying in there. Yeah, to her, and he's like, she has a big mouth, so we'll destroy their relationship. It's Yeah. It's, it's a stretch by far. The worst making part her is vindictive and making I, I don't him think vindictive. Sean Penn ever finds out about that. Oh yeah, you don't think no, so? No, he must cuz that his son there's goes nothing, right after there, him after they, There's nothing to show that you're that not she wrong. told him that she confided that in him no, because when wrong. he all like and then they kill her, so rape then murder her, so her character is just like demolished all the yeah. way through. Um <clears throat> that's why this leads to another thing is at the end I don't know why Sean Penn. First of all, I don't know why Chris Walken let Sean Penn in his house without like just slamming the door in his face and running to get to arm himself or let him walk into the bathroom where he knows he keeps his peace. He knows he knows he keeps his peace there. So I don't know why Walken unless he's just feeling like, oh, he's he's guilty. Those are the undertones. He's letting it happen because he knows he deserves to be punished. Bullshit. Whatever. He's a psychopath. He rapes little girls. Right. So he's not going to let that fly. Um, and I don't know how Sean Penn doesn't just like the door opens and boom, he puts one in his nugget. If he had known about the rape as well as the murder, maybe he like definitely would have done that. But even with just that, he had greased his brother, greased um, hit, hit the girl. And he was like so insane. He had just been shot himself, just come from the murder of his of his fiance. Basically, um, I thought he would have definitely pulled the trigger in that situation. Yeah, it's th- like 
Oh, he could be talking about my crimes. Let me go commit a heinous crime about it. This this dort. movie, the the biggest flaw of this movie is, uh, the, it's it, it would be better if it was grounded in reality, but it almost seems like everything is not. It's set based not, on true story, didn't it? I know, but what I'm saying is, for instance, when Sean Penn gets shot, him and his girlfriend go both get shot multiple times, but she dies. So so. In real life, if somebody got shot, they would like open the car door and stagger out of the car with their clothes on, try and get to the road and wave down somebody to take them to the fucking hospital. But what he does instead is a close-up montage where he strips all his clothes off, washes his bullet hole wounds with a garden hose, and then goes on his merry way of doing things. No one would fucking ever do that if they were shot several times with a gun. That's not what a person would, would do is wash themselves with a garden hose, put on new clothes. They wouldn't be able to. They're shot. This for movie God's is sakes. the original Unbreakable. Do you remember when he got shot in the face? And it, the, the BBs went through his cheek, but then stopped into his intramuscular fucking yeah, uh, adamantium. Uh, oh yeah, he's been shot a bunch, but still survives. And that didn't deter him from his criminal activities. That wasn't enough thing. to get it, him off. Nothing drives me fucking more nuts than when he says in the movie, he's they say uh, something about like oh them, and he's like oh them, no, they're not what we thought. They're not good guys. They're bad guys or something. He says one of those two. Yeah. They're not good guys or they're bad guys. You might even say both those fucking things. Both of them are garbage. What did you fucking think? Like John alluded to in the beginning, they have been fucking criminal, right? Not only that, but the guy's fucking fucked your mom over, continues to fucking be a dick, right? Yeah. Treat the I mean, other likely son like very badly. What Making poor jokes. It doesn't, no, it doesn't make any sense. It should have been. Sean like, Penn is basically eating fucking shoe leather dumb at the fucking yeah. point of this movie. Yeah, I think they establish his stupidity when he, he like he's principled, but he's dumb. He jumps on the hood of the car at the start of the movie. He's like totally aloof and high all the time and not taking anything seriously. Um, like it's hard to get behind him as a character that that I like super like. It's just like yeah. it, it, and then he gets treated really poorly like by the stepdad who basically throws him out because he's being an insufferable dickhead. But yeah. it's still not right to like physically throw people around and shit no, like that. No, hitting it. hitting the step hit him his father stepfather hitting him and stuff is totally wrong. But but the the way his he was acting to his stepfather, I was like on his stepfather's side. Yeah. Like I think his stepfather should beat the shit out of him. Like, why am I following this guy? Like who what do I give a shit? The only time he has the the conscience is when they kill that guy and the really bad drowning that it does also makes no sense it isn't believable and then he has this crisis of of conscience and he's just like oh i'm not gonna do this anymore but that's like like two thirds of the way through the movie so i've had to suffer following this asshole around for like two thirds of an hour like wasn't he there when they were plying him with booze and pills that guy yeah, he was in the then? car with them. Yeah. So what? He's fucking in for a penny, in for a pound, you dick. You what know they exactly think? what, what he the think fucking deal doing? is. Yeah. I mean, and did he get shocked by it? The obvious. I, I <laughs> That's like, the thing. I, when he looks down and he's all scaredy cats, give me a fuck. Yeah. And it, I hated kinda, that guy, and I was glad that guy up. was drowned. You know, Sean Penn hates him too. That guy was an ass. Like, drown that and motherfucker. He, <laughs> drowned him the, i'll go down like, and i'll help you here use two hands it's better <laughs> you hear um in uh, the wire the show the wire that's like you're if you're in the game right then you're in the game and that guy was playing the game he was playing both sides and guys yeah. who play both sides get got right so of all the murders that could have happened that sean penn could have taken an opinion on that might have went like passed and he'd be like maybe i am okay with murder but then they're like they kill a woman innocent woman at a convenience store and he's like that i draw the line at right that that yeah. gives us more polarization that would have made to, more sense yeah totally um, but the way this did it like he was just so i don't know what he was expecting and then he's just a dumb kid and his relationship what is that founded on i like how she looks i give her drugs she liked my drugs she liked my kiss and that's yeah. it. That's all they've got. What are we building around? He's not like being held back. They live in a tiny little dingy shit town. She lives on a farm. I know nothing about her. What does she want? 
What does she see in him? I see nothing in him. What does she see in him? And if it's just that he's this attractive, slightly older guy, then this movie is really fucked up. Really fucked up. That they're like their relationship is kind of meaningless. It's just that young puppy love and that they both get murdered over it all is like crazy and it's not like a david lynch-esque style weird story like uh um uh, blue velvet or something like that either it it tries to like yeah yeah it tries to be more grounded in in reality but and then what's it's not satisfying uh to go through to the end because she's still dead at the end of the day um and the the court scene, I, I, the, all I could think in the court scene was that Sean Penn was sitting there and was like, who, who is he? And he's like, my father. And he yeah, does that whole crying. long drawn out. Oh, and I'm like, I bet Sean Penn thought like a word for this scene. Yeah, but it's, exactly. it ends up just hitting me so flat. I thought the uh, exact same thing, yeah. It was so funny because right before it froze, I was like, I go, credits. Yeah. And then it was like, <laughs> that fucking like, song oh that they kept playing over and over and over again. Yeah. They play it yeah, at the, the one end. that sounds like the song from the Lost Boys. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it's the same. You gotta make John watch Lost. The Lost Boys, Boys anyway, one is it's goes the like, same fucking loop. Little sister, thou shalt not cry That's better than this. Cry, little um, sister. So. Right? Yeah, it did sound like that. Cry for your mother. Nice. The the thing is, is is that this is going to be a frustrating review. I mean, this movie was not a a, a commercial success. It cost seven million to make. It brought back two point three. John, why are we watching? We love we love listening to our fans, and one of our (laughs) lifer fans from the start is, is is good old Mike. Mike thought. I you love know what? You, Chris Mike. Walken, I Sean Penn, strong cast. Mike, standout we scenes. Have, we don't have a big listener base, but for those listeners we do have, you guys disrespect them with these Quigley Down Unders and these uh, the close range. And, you know. Well, I was just going to say, this is Mike's Quigley Down Under. That's Except for John, except for John made me, John made me say to him that that quickly down under was better than this, and I was like, "Yeah, he I made guess. you say that." Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, I, guess. "I just asked him what he liked better because I wanted <laughs> his vacation." And I was like, "If I, if I had to watch like two Quigley of these, better. I was like, "I did." I mean, I would rather watch Quigley again than this. So, John's right. How about you, Brent? What are you? Where are you at with that? Yeah, come on, Quig- Brent. Quigley or this? There's only two channels on the telly for the next two hours. What are we doing? Well, let me tell you. I like seeing the girl get shot more than I like watching the Aboriginal people get genocide. Um, <laughs> what about her getting raped, though? Yeah, that, then you got no. That's the rape a big minus. I wasn't thinking about that until you said it. <laughs> yeah, the baby thing. Um, nice mustache. <laughs> Positive co- uh, column for uh, who? Walken or good. Tom Selleck? Oh, Selleck's got the more outstanding mustache. Walken was doing this whole thing at this phase, like uh, the Dead Zone, this, the Deer Hunter. Like someone yeah. fucking lied to him and told him it looked good. Yeah, and his hair is weird too. It's like feathery. Yeah, it's weird fucking weird feathery hair. I don't know what walking looks like now and how it's different necessarily. No mustache, obviously. But I know that the way it was, was not okay. At least the stuff, the gun stuff. This mustache is is the mustache equivalent of Crispin Glover's personality. Yeah. The the gun stuff in Quigley was at least fun. So, like, there's no fun in this. I don't find, anyway. Like, there's nothing. There's no part of this that I would say was fun or made sense or Here's the thing was, though. The this music story good. has the positive stuff to it. And right? there's the, the idea behind this. I feel like yeah. not that I would ever want to remake this, but I could take God, elements no. of this <laughs> and just make this into a way tighter hour and 45. It would totally. be about the crime and the crime family. And if you're going to use the girl as a wedge, you just you give her that appropriate amount of the story and you don't you just don't give us you don't give us the, the fluff that we ended up having with this either more sub- substance or like dial it back to where it needs to be and focus on the crime and the crime family bringing the brother just, in. When's that the time is I, right? Oh, no, I can, something happened. I can happened. also say you're with totally like right. 
I can also say with a real certainty that this may also be one of the worst edited movies I have oh my ever God. seen in my life. <laughs> like this should win the award for you worst You say that editing. like this was edited. The worst montages editing I've ever seen as well. There was weird it's... times where they splice in the camera moving down along the side of a car and they cut that to a static shot of someone beside the car. I mean, it's John Christopher Walken. It, it. Yeah, like, I told Colin to rewind it. It stood out. It's like a car rolls up and it's like, and the, and the camera's close. It goes down the whole side of the car and then just cuts up the walk. And he's like, hello, this is yours. <laughs> but it, like, it makes no sense. That? There's another time when there's um, uh, a, a close up of a tire spinning and then it, it goes to another scene that has nothing to do with it. There was one yeah. scene where Colin and I kept thinking something was going to happen and he's like, oh, is this going to move this forward? And I was like, no, the character is just yawning and the character yawns and rolls over and goes to sleep and then we move on with our montage. Yeah. Like there's so much the that does nothing so to move the story forward. It does you nothing like to further character the, development. The five minute intro where he's driving, almost six minute yeah. intro where all he's doing is driving and smoking. That's yeah, what I like, said. Is I, I was like, what are we learning Christ. about this character? They wasted that six minutes. Six minutes. Uh, the yeah. only thing I and can that's think why is I said, titles. I, I, six minutes in, I fucking turned to Hillary and said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right? And then you don't even know until 17 minutes what's going on. You're like, yeah. this is just the what? The day in, day out of this fucking boring, stupid, mis- misguided guy with no redeeming qualities. I need to qualities. see him driving? Start with the fucking wildness on the car hood if you want to yeah, do that. Yeah, if you're going to do, do that, that, yeah. that way, that way you cut five, six minutes out and then your inciting incident is actually right after fucking 11, 12 minute. There you go. We're, we're just, we're right on it, right? And we're trucking into the story. And then you cut a bunch of other shit out too. Like most of the fucking uh, finger banging little Mary Rotten crotch in the fucking cornfield yeah. and... And and actually, like John said, work on developing that relationship past just tattooing my hand in this weird puppy love. And maybe it is just puppy love and immature and whatever, but we need to see something beyond just that she gives it up and he fucking loses his mind. Actually, maybe we don't. That's kind of how it goes. I yeah. was 100% sure, too, that because they we showed her earlier on her father, her parents' corn farm by the tractor, that when they started tree-stealing tractors... They were going to steal her tractor from her farm and she was going to catch them and she was going to see it with Sean Penn and then they were going to get away. And then later she was going to do the whole, you shit on my house. You threw you poop on my like house. Like the can't buy me love scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they should have done. <laughs> <laughs> you shit on my tractor, man. That's what I thought. Because every tractor on my in tractor. this movie was from the same tractor company. Um, and she had a tractor on her farm. Why would you not have them steal her tractor? He's like, hey, you know, my girlfriend's parents have this awesome tractor. Let's go steal that. The trucks they had were never that big. So, <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, damn. Crispin Glover's character. Man, what is going on with that? He's always he like Crispin Glover's weird and I love him actually. Right. Crispin Glover is like this weirdness that I'm happy exists. I don't know if I'd want him around my kid, no. but I think I think he's like really cool that he exists. But he is effortlessly fucking weird as fuck. Yep. In every scene, Off they're like all having a weird. talk about weird, like about gang shit, and then just go over to fucking Crispin Glover. Everyone's wearing eye makeup, but his is a little more, and he's got that hair coming down, and he's holding a Santa statue, and he's. Fucking all fucking weird, whatever he's doing. What is happening with Crispin Glover? And why? who kept giving him roles? Is his dad an executive? So, so my favorite Crispin, most people probably only know him from Back to the Future as, yeah. as, as, as uh, Michael J. Fox's father. But my favorite moment, which sticks in my brain like a splinter and I cannot get out, is from a movie called Wild at Heart, which is a David Lynch movie with Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. And Crispin Glover, they show, they talk about him in voiceover, how he's this weird guy and he's in the kitchen and he's like buttering bread. And then you see like, like maybe like a hundred sandwiches all around the kitchen. And then somebody's standing there looking at him and then they go, Dale, what are you doing? And then he stops buttering the bread 
And then he f he screams at the top of his lungs, I'm making my lunch! And then starts buttering the bread again. <laughs> and I will never forget that. It's like one of my favorite things ever. But that's how I, I will always think of him as that Dale guy making 100 sandwiches for lunch. Eey, I love. Yeah, I do like Kristen Glover too, but he he wasn't on. He wasn't really in this. He had nothing to do. He was just. He was just There's like. There's no a, reason for his character. Kiefer Sutherland really. was in this too, but he was non-existent. Both of them were in this. They maybe they had more to do and they edited it out. Um, yeah, but the they, whole gang, like could have been even anybody. Kiefer Sutherland. What like Kiefer Sutherland was nothing in this. Just. Doesn't even ha really have lines. Like it could have just been, it could have just been uh, Chris Penn and Sean Penn who are um, getting into the crime stuff. Like we didn't, they didn't need a whole gang to go down one by one. Really, you definitely get rid of that fucking young guy with the hat backwards that you never really see. Yeah, he's always like in the fucking mid or background, or breaking the window at that tractor shop, that which pissed me off. Fuck. <laughs> He was You're having such a, a good time. Trailer load of tractors. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna break that window. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it makes it it makes it frustrating. The like like Colin was saying, the editing was really bad. I didn't find the directing or anything super interesting. So, uh, James Foley is the guy who did this, and he's done like big stuff. He did um, Glengarry Glen Ross, Fear, um, The Corrupter, with Mark Wahlberg and Chow Yun Fat. I actually don't mind the corruptor. It's got Mikey Wahlberg, right? Say how do you mother for me? Um, and he did some like Twin Peaks and other stuff. He's he's kind of shifted. It seems maybe so, to some television now. Anyway, but this Glenn one Gary? like early career stuff. I'd say like put this one behind you. Not not too into it. Not too into it. Uh, music so also pretty bad. Like I think we kind of mentioned that already. It's like any like besides the general idea behind this that I think just could be made better in many ways, shapes, and forms. Is there anything else about this? Like, did any of the acting grab you guys and be like, you know what, Penn's got chops, or Chris Penn, he's like he's got a future in in Hollywood. Well, I mean, Sean Penn does have chops. That last scene with the crying and everything was not terrible. Um, it was overdone and unnecessary for the scene, but I mean, pretty, pretty convincing cry. Yeah. Yeah. He can do that. He can definitely do that. Um, it's, it's always funny to me that they're like real life brothers playing brothers in a movie. Yeah. That, like, that, that does help. And that their mom acting, was in this though? too. Do you know what I mean? Their mom, their mom was mom in this was? playing their grandma. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Both his mom and his grandma have completely given up. They have completely given up. Like yes. they can't even give their kids advice. They no. won't even say anything. Whatever their kids say they want to do, they're like, that's better than being here. Yep, go. Go find yeah. it. Here's 400 bucks. That's all I got. I turned down 12 grand the other day from a real piece of shit because I have morals and ethics that keep me in my hole here. That, but That pissed me off so much. She was like, he's like, here's 12 grand. She was like, we don't want it. And I was like, well, Sean Penn might want it for a yeah. lawyer. Or for the his girl that you know he's getting into and wants to leave town. They're going to move and go find a place yeah. to live. Like that grandma. And then at the end, she gives him 400 bucks and goes, I know it's not much. So I think she took that money because we see Christopher Walken say, let him decide. Yeah. And, and then, then that scene like, ends. <laughs> so we are left understanding that Chris, that, that, uh, that walk and left that money is how I would hold that. Makes a dark story even darker to think that Granny still got that twelve k in her panty drawer. She's Why like, then make a big dear. deal of when she comes out and goes, "Here's four hundred. Yeah, that's complicated. I know it's not F. much, but yeah, she fucking stole that money. I think she did too. I think she did too. Um, like Chris, Chris Walken. I'll say, like I hated his character. Um, the guy was a real asshole. He's like dark. He seemed like he could do all the things that he could do. So in that sense, Walken's effective. But like, I don't know. This is a Walken, Walken role. Um, but it, it doesn't like stand out as like incredible. Role? The like this, I I I think <laughs> that like everything about this was bad. The directing is bad. The cinematography is bad. The acting is bad. The music is bad. The editing is bad. 
Like what? The writing was terrible. Like what? But oddly enough, it holds up. What? Yeah. Like, but what was? What, what's your favorite thing about this movie? Because I can't the think end. of a god. Yeah, the credits. Like yeah. when the credits happened, like, I was so happy. Get out. <laughs> has Mike watched this recently? I think he needs to take a closer look uh, and think well, about think some he, of what he, we if said. He watches it. If he probably hasn't seen it in years. Did he? Um, he does he like it or is he just nostalgic about it? Uh, I think he has some nostalgia affecting. Or is this like? Is overall. this his blood sport? Like Bloodsport's fun for fun. This is just I think I think this probably back in a time uh, seemed like it could be cool because it covered some deep topics. I'm not speaking for sure, Mike yeah. here at all. I'm just kind of guessing for myself because I haven't seen this <laughs> yeah, movie don't before. Do I have that's no fair. history I with think, this movie. I, I hadn't even seen. That's okay, that's the other. I hadn't thing even too, seen a scene of this before. That none of the three as three of us have ever seen this movie is also really weird. No, I, I bet do you know you, what? Do you know what? Hmm. I have seen it. I realized once I started watching it, I was like, oh, fuck, I have seen that. Okay. I've never seen it. I knew it I, existed. I did not remember everything, um, yeah. but I I did remember enough. Yeah. It didn't have any of the flashy stuff for me. Like in, when I was starting to be a teen, when I would have like known that this existed, I would have been like, nah, boring. Like, show me a Terminator or something else. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not impressed. Uh, this movie doesn't hold up. It's kind of... I couldn't believe the pacing of this when we flipped and it wasn't even the halfway. And it was like, God damn it. It was like 20 minutes in or something. We're like, shit. Uh, 45 for minutes in. Just awful. And like, he should have thrown walking in like at the 10 minute mark and he should have done something like with some oomph. And then we needed the impetus to get him out of home and into Walken's home it, it it needed unfortunately it needed to be more severe so like Penn maybe acting up a little bit but the dad overreacting to really drive him out of the house harsher than they did in this movie so that he's pushed into the arms of this maniac and it takes him a while to figure out that the shit's happening around him isn't right he that's where taken it really a real needed beating to go from his stepdad his stepdad should have been meaner he, that's what once I'm saying again, yeah the the stepdad thing like the stepdad should have been a dick, not Penn. Like, like Penn's a dick in every scene. Like yeah. he's got to be the good person, not the. Or, we or have when to get he like that's a great him. point, actually. If you have an understanding stepfather, one that's like trying to be the relatable like voice of reason, right? I think that's a better fucking movie instead of just everyone shits on Sean Penn, and Sean Penn somehow miraculously has a fucking smallest amount of fucking ethics built yeah. in that think about is, the that is right though. at the very, very fucking end Edge. of <laughs> where ethics should even fucking be, you know? But yeah. remember the Kingsman? The Kingsman, the very first Kingsman, the other Kingsmans are shit. The very first Kingsman movie had a great setup where his mom was dating that gangster and he was a real piece of shit. Not yes. only to his mother, but to him. And his gangster friends were always beating him up and stuff. Caused like him that, to act out. Explained yeah, his that behavior. Works. That works. And then he he's the good guy in those scenarios. But I never ever kind of felt like Penn was in the right a lot of the time. No. He's giving people dr- random drugs. He doesn't know what they are. Like, that's See, not a good person. No, he, <laughs> like, no. And the thing what is, what does he do? She... He rides on that guy's hood and gets their five bucks back. Like that's his save the cat. If that's yeah, his when save they were the buying cat, booze illegally, fucking, right? That don't track. Okay? Um, what I wanted to say was that. Um, oh damn! Don't go away on me. What was it before this? We were talking about the the stepfather. Was it about yeah. the stepfather treating him like shit? Uh, it probably was. It'll come back to me. That's all right. Uh, anyway, I'll, I'm done calling it from my end. This movie uh, does not hold up. And uh, yeah, uh, at I'm some not, point I'm going to blurt out what I remembered and cut someone off. But uh, I'm, you guys go I'm all for I'm all for art and letting <laughs> letting people make what they want to make, whether whether I enjoy it or not. But I think they should have burnt this. That's, that's what I think. I think it should be destroyed. Like, I bet you if people are like, oh, weren't to Sean Penn, oh, weren't you in close range? He's like, no, no, I wasn't in that. That's oh, I remember. I remember. Okay, so oh, ahead, what John. they needed to do, and this might be more a traditional structure, so maybe they were like anti that, or maybe since this was 86, they didn't know it existed, and this is what they should have done. But 
uh, uh, Sean Penn's driven to his bad dad. His bad dad slowly makes him worse and worse. He kind of has an idea of his morals, but he do- can't figure it out because life sucks and that's it. Then he meets girl. Girl starts to turn him around because she's a, a nice slice of heaven. And he starts to come around with what morals actually are. He tries to get out. All the craziness goes down. They hurt her. They kill her. Makes him go back and get revenge. That's what needed to happen in that order. And instead, in this one, we they meet. So she doesn't change him at all. They don't like. They just kind of go together for a bit. And the, the only thing they want to do is move away and and be together. And it needed to be more that she she needed to make him realize that he's worth more than what he was doing. And that's why he can't be down with murder and shit like that. Like, this isn't fucking rocket science. Okay, sorry. Back to you, Colin. Yeah, there was no dialogue to indicate that. There could have been some great scenes. You could have started this movie where he was already in the gangster shit with his father and the inciting incident as he meets her. And then she fucking gets him out of that world and then they kill her for it and then she gets revenge. Exactly. I think that's pretty much what you were kind of saying too, yeah. right? And that, that would have been a far that. more interesting story. Yeah. Um, because like his father's the one who got him into it and he's young and naive and he got sucked in. But then like this person shows him that like like you said, he's worth more. I like that uh I like that phrasing. That's a that's a great way of putting it. But yeah, like I said, they should just like burn it or whatever. <laughs> this movie. There's just nothing salvageable about it. I just can't think of anything that's good. I, you don't even think any of the story elements are good? It's after school special for me. Your stepdad's not nice, and so you go to try to be with your father, but he's a dirtbag. Like, it just felt and very after rapes your girlfriend, special. and you have to go fucking hold him at gunpoint until the cops come, and then he just wants to fucking, you know. There's just a, never felt that's like That's an after school special everyone sees. There's just no t- tension. I never felt the tension. Or, the only time I ever felt the tension or danger in the whole movie was when Walken had the girl, his girlfriend, and was getting her drunk in the car. And then I was like, oh my God, now there's some real tension here. And I was terrified for her. And what I thought was going to happen actually fucking happened. But other than that, and and it was awful the way that that was done. So I guess that was effective. So the only thing that I think was well done, I guess, is that stuff. Because it impacted me in a way that they were trying to impact me. But the rest of it is schlock, and it's surrounded by that, I guess. Brent, uh, what did you think after the six minutes? <laughs> How did it go? I thought, uh, what the fuck? Why are we doing this again? Why are we fucking watching this movie that we know doesn't hold up before we fucking watch it? Six minutes in, I turned to Hillary and I said, what the fuck? I was like, this is fucking garbage six minutes of that fucking holding on to fucking Sean Penn's face like that I knew right then once that choice had been made there was no hope for any other sure. choice it was done I felt the you same started too. the movie with six minutes of the worst fucking choice so fuck doesn't hold up I was really sad about it uh, but I do maintain that there are good things in this mainly the idea of the you know, the son and the estranged father getting together, the son wanting to get together. I mean, it's not unseen. Like, you're you're right, Colin. It's after school special. For me, it's not after school special, but it is in the sense that it is predictable and we've seen it a bunch. It becomes almost common, um, the idea of, of the kid going with the re- rebellious father and then learning that all is not uh, as it seems and it's not great. And then he fucks his girlfriend. Well, but I mean, if you if you rape any 16 year old on screen, I'm going to be fucking upset. So no credit to the fucking filmmakers for skill, I guess, that's in, in, a, in evoking emotion. Yeah, because you put a horrendous thing on the screen. I'm going to react to it. Right. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I feel bad because this is the Mike pick movie. But I, I will say that Mike knows how honest I, I am, I'm sure, because he listens to the podcast. And I will say that his performance... Well, I'm a big in, liar. Holds up. I will say that Mike's performance in Boysdale, <laughs> the movie that John made, is excellent. And that is my honest opinion. I, I really liked uh, his performance in Boysdale. He, so he, I hope he that, sold uh, it as Avery. Detective he did. Avery. I, I love the scenes by the car and stuff, too. Um, both totally of you agree. do a really good job with that. Um, totally so agree. That I think, trunk shot, you guys fucking nailed that scene. Totally. Yeah, so I don't think Mike should 
pick movies for me to watch, but he should be an actor, maybe. That's what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, well, you know, I, I hope you told him before we were watching it how, how impressed we were. <laughs> now it's on the podcast. So everybody now it's on there Mike forever. Is a, Mike is quite a smart guy. I'm sure he knew what he was providing. Yeah, maybe it was all just to stir us. the part. Maybe it was just secret, to fuck with you. It too. was secret torture. I think that's He's, what it is, Mike. I I play in a fantasy football league with Mike, and Mike, um, quite frequently has shat on me <laughs> through the years. Um, not always inappropriately, mind you, but it has been, it has occurred for sure. So I don't know what uh, I've done Mike, to Mike. Mike can Mike can throw some shade. I don't know. I don't know what I've done to him that. He made me want to watch this movie, but whatever I did do to him, I apologize. Because he's probably laughing his ass off right now. He's like, he might just I mean, those guys. He's like, no, I mean, those I guys it. waste an hour and forty eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and they watched it. That's probably what he's doing. Oh my gosh! Um, I will say, like, one of the reasons that I uh, wanted to move through with this not only was because it was requested, and we'll always we'll always go the edge. It's uh, it's fun to get together and talk about this stuff, and we did. I think for the for the fact that I now have an idea uh, of how to tell a story like this better, like that that I'll appreciate from this because there is something there. Um, while this movie was not a, a commercial success critically, um, I mean the the unflappable Ebert gave it three and a half out of four stars. And what? if you look on the totally legit Rotten Tomatoes, I don't think anyone's buying positive ad space for at close range on Rotten Tomatoes. It only has twenty two reviews. But eighty-six uh, percent are uh, fresh for this movie, uh, <laughs> with an average score of seven point wow. two out of ten. Holy so shit, that's why I wanted to give this too. movie some space. But I think, like you guys too, we just we've watched so many movies recently that there are just certain ones that you can tell in the first little bit, and you're like, they if they haven't paid attention to how they're giving me the first 15 minutes of this movie, they're not going to give a fuck or be aware the, of things that might pop up later. It's, it's the it's the first, I mean, it's the whole basis of people buying scripts. It's the first 10 pages. They either like them and they, they keep reading or they don't and they stop reading and they don't read anything after 10 pages. And the first 10 pages is shit. Yeah. I will first say... six pages are blank. The first, watching... <laughs> The Watch first six pages just, just keep saying the words. Up. He's driving. He's driving. And you see his face. <laughs> he likes driving. a cigarette, and then you see his face. Changes the, the radio. printer just <laughs> printed six blank pages by accident, and fucking he was like, he was like, what are they intending here? What is this artistic choice? <laughs> does he follow the traffic laws? Yes, he does. It's like, the headlights from the cars from coming through the windshield go across his face as he lights a cigarette yeah. for the second time. He's on his third cigarette. <laughs> He's like, we watch driving. him smoke three, maybe 12 cigarettes. He fills his car with gas. Time for more driving. <laughs> yeah, the like, end. The movies who use the credits oh, to, to establish uh, a really good movie that uses the credits to establish the characters and the setup of the movie is Game Night. Game Night is the whole time that uh, Jason Bateman meets her and that they're super competitive and it goes through all of that and then it goes through him proposing in a competitive game night and then them getting married. It's brilliant. And then the movie starts and you know everything that you need to know. And this movie went the opposite direction from that. We're like, we'll just see him driving a car because that's <laughs> characterization, right? No, it's it's. it's th I will say it about it's this really movie not. as the same song would play over and over again, uh, the same loop. Colin would then do the air piano, None of the which things was awesome. That you guys are doing sounds like it. But I know exactly what song you're talking. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah. I know you we're know. not doing justice to it, but we oh, apologize. and Madonna wrote a song for this movie, but nobody remembers that. It was it that sucks. song. That's the song. They play it at the end of the movie. It's the it's the song. After he cries, they play it. I will it say awful. this about this movie: of all the movies I've ever seen, this was one of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's no denying. There is I had no heard the denying. title, and I would like to say that I was glad that I finally knocked it off the list, but uh, I'm 
<laughs> I don't know. Glad is a hard word to associate with this movie, which, you know what, um, folks, I, I don't think any of us would recommend to go through this for any reason. It's not studyable. It's not. <laughs> you, you could maybe find some best of Chris Walken moments on YouTube and maybe one of the clips might be from this. Like, what are you going to are you going to pay? Food, clothes, ah, rent. Wow. You know, just no. Okay. Well, I can't guarantee how much better it's going to be for next week because we got another movie that's going to have uh, a need to get a bit of shine on it maybe to, to make it come clear. Which but family it, member chose this one? Uh, this was, a, this was a, <laughs> a me getting it on the list. This has been on the list for a while. It kept on getting pushed off, so it's just landed here, and I think I've snuck it up so close, and now we've announced it, so we're going to do it. It's the never-ending story. Ah, uh, nice. <clears throat> this oh one is God. a bit more campy, a bit more from my youth. One of the first movies I have memory of is The NeverEnding Story that really stands out as something that, as a young person, when I saw it, I was like, what the fuck? So, John, I'm, tell Mike to watch the movie before he listens to the pod, though, this week. Uh, yeah, I have already done so. Okay, good, because I think that will be beneficial Yeah, for him. Yeah. He'll get about six minutes in and be like, <laughs> shit. what have I done what have I done Uh, and then with the never ending story folks will come our announcement of the October lineup so get ready for that one Um, so we'll leave you here at close range boo I think we can on three I'll say fuck you to Mike one two three fuck you Mike damn it Um, okay we're gonna get out now Uh, thanks for coming along Uh, (laughs) we'll catch you next week folks and until then (laughs) enjoy your shit Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.